0: So hello, everybody. Um, we've got a great panel today um, talking to some of the makers of very binge-worthy TV that I'm sure a lot of you have seen many hours of. I definitely have. Um, just to introduce myself, I'm Hannah-Marie Williams. I have worked in casting for many years in all aspects of it, feature films, uh, reality documentaries, casting real people and extras and actors and everything in between. I don't think there's anything in between those things, but I've cast them probably. Um, and uh, now I am launching a US casting platform called Backstage um, in the UK. They're amazing platform and Actor magazine. Um, I'm gonna show you guys some clips from Love Island and Young Welsh and Pretty Minted so you can Uh, reminisce, if you've seen it before, on all of the wonderful things that happened in the last series. Um, And then I will introduce you to our lovely panel and we'll get going with some questions um, and then we'll open the floor to questions at the end. Um, So uh, we're going to start with Love Island, I think. Some of the uh, most um, binge-worthy stuff, as I say, And here we have some of the makers of those shows. So we have Lewis Evans, he's a senior casting producer on Love Island. We have Catherine Rowlands, who is a producer on Young Welsh and Pretty Minted. And we have a series regular contributor who is Tony Hall, and she's also founder of Banter Cards. Um, Today we're going to be talking about the casting process from the beginning, um, how they find their cast, uh, how they decide on them, how they film them, um, and then a bit about TV production and then we'll speak about careers in TV um, and go along, and then at the end you guys uh, have a chance to ask any questions that you want to ask. So, from the beginning. Lewis, Catherine, how do you start in your journey in finding those people for the TV shows? Uh, it's a long journey. <laughs> it is a long journey. Do you want to start?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm pretty old school in that um, I tend to like to ask around, first of all. Um, so I'll probably contact lots of colleagues, friends, um, old contributors, perhaps, first of all. Um, and then i would pick up the phone and, and start speaking to different people and um, on minted it was slightly different because our assistant producer olivia who's brilliant did a lot of her research first of all on social media and instagram and that's because we wanted entrepreneurs and those social influencers who are successful so that's our starting point and then we'd probably go on and start contacting them and ask for a meeting and that for me was key so we actually go out there and meet with potential contributors and i guess i'm, I'm quite lucky because most of the, the uh, reality TV programme that I've worked in, I've been based in Wales, so it makes it quite practical that you can get around Wales to go meet with those people, and that was the beginning for us
0: really. Is there quite a community in Wales for those t- type of people? Are you sort of, if you if you've been casting similar things for contributors before, and um, contributors are talent that contribute to these shows, um, is there a, a sort of circuit of these type of people that you will go to as like first port of call? I have my regulars, I would say, that yeah. I can go to
1: and go, oh, do you know somebody? Or but quite often, it could be sitting in a pub with a friend yeah. and going, I'm working on this series, and I'm looking for somebody. Do you know <coughs> of anyone? And then it's word of mouth. And then sometimes you go out and you meet a potential contributor, and they might not be the right person, but they may point you in the direction of somebody who is, which is exactly what happened with Tony. We hadn't come across Tony, first of all, but we had met two sisters, as it happened, from Barry who were potential contributors and said to us, oh, you know what, you should speak to so-and-so, you should speak to Tony, and then it kind of snowballs then into meeting lots of different other and in wales
0: everybody knows everybody Absolutely. so it's yeah, yeah it's a yeah. good little mm-hmm. network yeah. of people you're
1: never too far from a possible
0: contributor yeah one really. <laughs> <We laughs> handshake away basically yeah and, and for yourself what's the first step so the
2: first step i mean we obviously for love island we've got an application process so people will naturally apply to go on the show but then i've got um there's me a team of three assistant producers Five researchers and we will be like searching far and wide so social media is really good for us um instagram facebook um but i'm sort of a believer in getting out on the streets and yeah. sort of street casting going to various events um even like sort of sat on a train <laughs> chatting to someone there was um there was where i was recently with a friend we were at a bar, and just behind us, there was a girl chatting to her friend who was literally crying about her breakup with her boyfriend. So we gave her, her about hint. ten minutes, <laughs> and then went, have you ever thought about TV before? Um, yeah, so everywhere and anywhere, I think.
0: So you never switch off then? You're always, like, eyeing, always looking. eyeing at people? Yes. Yeah, so there yeah.
1: is no escape from it. You're, you're constantly on the lookout for potential contributors who would be good on yeah. TV in whatever
0: capacity, really. Yeah. How do you suss those people out? How do you... Obviously, when you get them on on camera, they might be completely different from you chatting to them on the phone or meeting them, Mm. first of all. How do you... Do you know when somebody is going to be really natural in front of the camera? Is there a type of person? I think you get... I mean,
2: it's hard, isn't it? Because you want... Real people. So, for Love Island, for example, you know, someone that you've seen out and about will be a big character, um, and you can see them with your friend, with their friends, and then they come for an audition and a chat with myself or one of the team, and they sort of become nervous and they're not themselves because it isn't the you know the normal environment that they're in. So it's always good if you can see people out and about, and you you sort of get an, an idea of who who's going to be right and. Who's a great contributor? Yeah, yeah.
0: So Tony, obviously you were referred through um, through the Spectrum Sisters. I'm guessing we're talking about. Um, so uh, when you were first approached, how were you approached, and what did you think initially?
3: I think it was over email. Was it over email or a Initially. Yeah, yeah, and I just thought it was a joke, so I went along <laughs> with it. I was like, yeah, why not? So just <laughs> carried on, and then you were, you said you want to meet in Academy in Barry, so I thought, what well, have I got to lose? I may as well. I took loads of samples down, didn't I, of, like, stock, which was really sweary in the middle of a coffee shop. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I just went from there, didn't it? I honestly thought it was a bit of a joke. I didn't think...
0: At what stage I, were you like, OK, wait, this is, this is serious. When
3: the cameras came in. <laughs> 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 and they were
0: totally signed this for, I was like,
3: um, <laughs> yeah, oh, my goodness, yeah. And, how, and then, so
0: how long after that initial meeting was it that you were at the stage where... How was long was the casting months, process? Not, yeah.
3: not that long, though, was it? Because I remember we met on my birthday, so it was a few months after and yeah the cameras just came in and it was fine actually i was really worried but when the cameras came in it was just like my friends were there yeah so yeah it was okay
1: tony was really modest as well because um when when we met her she said you don't want to film me i'm really boring Mm -hmm. i don't do anything just sit in my pajamas and and work all day but immediately we knew that tony would be good because she's very funny very funny and it was it wasn't just the juxtaposition of having this beautiful polite young lady who worked in an industry that liked to use the C-bomb and the F-word quite often. Yeah. <laughs> but it was also that um, she was really warm, really bubbly, uh, and just really, really funny, and oh, we I knew that cry. she was, really, really, <laughs> she was really good, and,
0: and she was good. She yeah. Was good. yeah, no, you were very yeah. natural in front of the camera. Um, with, with Love Island, I can imagine that you're, you're getting a lot of applicants from young people. How do you even begin to wade through those? How how big is your team just going through those applications?
2: So the team, so five researchers um, and three uh, APs, um, assistant producers. Uh, Basically, we'll we'll start off January, the the team starts um, going through the applications that have come in, so lots of people upload a video, um, and then we'll sort of filter from there the team will then call people for a, for a chat over the phone, sort of just to get a feeling of what what type of person they might be, um, and then they get invited in for an audition. So we'll do auditions all over the country, um, and then they'll, they'll meet one of the team, have a chat on camera, um, and then it comes to me, I sort of review those tapes, um, and then hand them over to the exec producers then. And they decide who, the, who they'd like to meet. But whilst all that's going on, we're also looking for people who might not necessarily ever think to apply for a show because they don't think they'd ever have a chance.
0: And, you, and how are you doing that? So on social media, you're just giving them a dm
2: yeah um sliding in the (laughs) dm yeah uh, we'll do it on social media and you know like phone bashing calling around various different places companies it's good to try and just get as many people in as possible so you know we'll, we'll we'll go everywhere like i said we'll go to events that are on you're you're sort of trying to target the 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 kinds of people that would go on to Love Island. So, you know, you'll you'll go to nightclubs and. I've got like the team are going. Um, they're going to Marbella next week. Going to Ibiza. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want like to work on yours. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're lucky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Basically, they're, they're asked all the general questions. You're, you're trying to find out what their character is like. Um, you know, you ask them about <laughs> dating and that, and you, you, you're looking for people who are open and. I mean, all of those are great at sort of telling stories, mm. which is really important as well, because they sort of, in the beat cut they're narrating what's happening yeah. on, on the show and that. Um, but that is sort of the first initial audition, um, and then they will be invited back down to London uh, for an exec callback, which is when I'll meet them, and then they'll go and have a chat with the execs as well.
0: Wow, and do you, do you run casting tapes like that? Do they have to come in and have that sort of back and forth?
1: No, ours is a bit more straightforward, really. Literally, it was just me and the AP assistant producer going out and meeting with... We had about 25 different possible contributors, and then we would feed back to the executive producer. And and I was quite lucky, really, in that he trusted my instinct because this is the second series I've worked on for them as well. And then we would decide on maybe six or seven possible contributors then. And, And it was also depend on... The time scale that we had to film and what was going on in those contributors lives and whether it fitted in um to our schedule but you also want a variety <laughs> so whether you want to do a social influencer and a youtube star but you we also had a, a kind of a garden based in sort of Wing as well as on the channel as well so you you don't want everyone to be the same but i agree they do need to be able to tell a story mm. and they do need to have a story to tell as yeah. well because at the end of the day that's what
3: we that's yeah what we make we be yeah.
2: There's nothing more fun, I think, than maybe not with Love Island, you can't really do it because the turnaround is quite big in that. But I know, sort of, when I used to work on like the Paula Grady show, and we'd look for contributors to be on the show, like getting out of the office and going to their environment and actually sitting down in their living room and having a chat with them or go into their workplace, because that's when they come alive, isn't it? Definitely.
1: And, and for, for Minton, which which is more of an obs-doc in a way, yeah. you need to spend a little bit of time with the contributors first to get to know them, for them to get to know you and to trust you, yeah. and for you also to kind of um, have an idea of where the story's going to take you. So it is really important that you can go mm-hmm. up to their environment.
0: Did, did you have... When you were making the decision to actually be involved in the show, did you have any reservations? Was there anything holding you back, or you are like... I yeah. trust these people.
3: No, I did I did have a reservation, didn't I? Mainly because of the name, because mm. I didn't want anyone to think that's what our business is about. Because for me, and I, I think I am quite different to a few of the people in there, because I don't really care about money. All I care about is having a successful business, which I know does involve money, but I didn't want anyone else to associate us with that. But actually, it's had the opposite effect. I think because the other people spoke about money quite a lot, and I didn't, I think that did come across, which I was, you did say from the start, didn't you? Like, you don't need to worry, but that was my only reservation, really. Yeah, And I just didn't think we'd have enough time. Like the one day, you remember you came in, I completely forgot we were filming. I, had, I hadn't I washed my hair for a week because I'd been in work non-stop. It was on top of my head, I had gym clothes on. I just cried, didn't I? I was at the heat press crying. I'm so sorry, I completely forgot. She's like, we won't film today. We'll come back another time. It's was like, yeah, I don't think you can. That was my only concern. Yeah. So like time and...
0: So you, but you, you must form a really strong relationship with the production team for yourself, from not being involved in anything like that before, them talking you through it and, and then getting involved, and then they're really, you know, I must, must be quite involved in your life, because they're interviewing yeah. you, you talk about some like, quite harrowing stuff yeah, with your personal life. Yeah, I did actually,
3: we? Like, we were a lot, quite a few tears, and you just really, it was like, you, like a friend. Yeah. Yeah, it was like the camera wasn't even there most of the time, to be fair.
0: How often were you guys filming with your contributors for Young Welsh and Pretty Minted?
3: I think in total, we only filmed around
1: six or seven days with you, yeah. and they weren't day, full days, so they were. Um, and that, again, because it's, Tony was quite local to us, so we could afford to go there for maybe mm. a couple of hours at a time, um, and I think that sometimes is better, because you don't feel as though you're under your contributors' feet all the time, and, and because they're running businesses and they're busy, a lot of them would have said no if we said we're going to be with you for you know two months every day yeah. nine till nine or whatever yeah. so i think that did help in getting people on board as yeah.
0: well and just going back yeah. to the um, the title of the show um did you have any any blockers with finding people who were willing to speak so openly about yeah i mean you don't speak about your bank balances but you know speak about wealth and you know the
1: Less than than you would have thought surprisingly the, the series that you feel that are going to be the most difficult because of the title or ever sometimes are the easiest mm. um, and even though um, we do go into how much money a lot of our contributors make for me it was really important that we also included people who were entrepreneurs who mm. were making success who were 20 and were making a lot of money but also were really successful they'd actually got off their backsides and were doing yeah. something because a lot of young people get so much bad press especially on TV series and i wanted to make something that was a, what, inspiring as well and, yeah. and um and that was something that i think that contributors bogged into whereas a lot of the others were quite happy yes i am making money so why not yeah. do you
3: know it? what though it's it's actually helped us a little bit more for people to take us serious because people would say like, oh how many cards have you sold and we tell them they're like oh cool but then on the show when they said how much we'd actually made they're like oh wow so you're a real business i'm like yeah we are a business <laughs> so it did actually have a little bit in that that sense so, so it would take you more serious so no, no it, money's involved
0: but after after the show came out and um, I'm sure that you saw uh, was it beneficial to your business is what I'm trying to say for sales yeah,
3: it, oh it was just nuts you did like you warned us didn't you? you said you're gonna need to hire more people and I thought no we'll be fine and we came into work I was saying on average we were getting around 200 orders a day we came into work the one night and overnight there was over a thousand orders open and there was three people packing orders. So, uh, we, were, like, we worked from 7am until midnight for two weeks straight. Me and my sis, I cried my eyes out one day, sat by the side of the printer, just like, I can't do it anymore, I need to quit. <laughs> we just carried on, and
0: then we were fine. So, wow. we got through it, yeah. And, and for you, the guys that come out of Love Island, like, it's life-changing for some of them. Well, yeah, a lot for of them, actually. Most... How do you prepare them?
2: Um, it's hard, um, because you know, there's there's different types of contributors who who come onto Love Island, so, you know, from your sort of, like, models, like Olivia, to your Camillas, who would never in a million years think of going on a TV show. Um, So, I suppose it depends on their personalities and what they're sort of, you know, doing it, like, going in for it for and, and... what they're expecting to have on the outside, but you know, it's a, it's all about having a good relationship from the minute you meet them. is setting up a relationship so they feel comfortable, um, and then obviously, like we we never sort of say goodbye to any of them yeah. who've been involved. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll help them out in terms of if they need help in going to meet various different agents. We might have recommended people that we have worked with before. Um, yeah, so we don't, you know, we'll handhold them, whatever,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that's important because mm. it, you know, I just, I can't even imagine just coming away from Love Island or, you know, coming back to, to work and it being so crazy and just not being prepared for that. Yeah, term, Yeah.
2: it is crazy. Like, when we got back from um, the last series, so after the final the next morning, we were uh, going back from Palmer Airport and, like, it was Crazy. I mean, even for me, I was like, "This is crazy." There were people running up to to the Islanders, coming with a photograph, and all of that. And th- that was the first time they were at, out amongst everyone, yeah. like real life sort of thing. So, did anybody yeah. have
3: any idea how big it was? This yeah, that's inside because
2: you guys can see, can't the, you? The only so what what is great about. Um, Love Island is that we you have late arrivals that coming into the series oh, so they're all watching it you know back at home and stuff so they sort of take in information so they'll get an idea but I don't think you mm-hmm. never you can never be in such a bubble aren't they, yeah, yeah you're still in a bubble
3: are they it's limited to how much they're allowed to tell when they go in no they can
2: because you, you know, know in Big brother can...
3: they're not allowed to say anything are yeah.
2: they yeah it's um but that is different because Big Brother is like, everything's on lockdown yeah. sort of thing. Um, no, but I mean, that's what I suppose is, is quite unique as well is that people, you know, you could be watching it in real time and then you're like, actually, I really want to go and do a show. So, because yeah. we're constantly casting whilst the series is going out and then people are coming in with information and you know, what someone might have thought they meant when they say they like them, actually isn't the case.
0: It was when they did the... Um, Ga- I think Gabby's parents, Marcel's yeah. parents, called in. As you can tell, I'm like a super fan. Um, <laughs> called in and they were given advice, saying, like, he's the word. Yeah, and like yeah, that. And like, yeah, yeah, To be involved in, like, is in such a bubble, it's like cabin fever, and then getting that outside sp- perspective yeah. is so unique yeah, of an yeah. experience to them. That's something that I really wanted to ask as well. Um, how in... How in how much interaction does the the crew have with mm. the cast? Is it fixed camera for a lot of it?
2: Yeah, so it's all fixed rig, which is the the beauty of it. So, um, what um, our execs uh, call it is sort of a new phrase, so accelerated reality, nice. which is where so the, the islanders they all make the storylines and whatever they, they're the ones who are who are living in the moment um but you know if we need to get a speed things up or slow things down then someone will pop in but we don't you know whatever happens happens yeah. um and then when the islanders will go out on a date there'll be someone you know sort of there to sort of produce the date but it's all it's all organic yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have n- no inhibitions. <laughs> no. As all, you know, no. it's uh, they're very, very natural. And I wondered how how much interaction and and so when they go out on their dates, do you did you see like a difference in how they were being with when the crew were like very present?
2: No, they're all it, like you're all in the bubble. Yeah. You're all in the bubble, so they sort of carry on like every as normal sort yeah. of thing. Yeah.
0: And and with you guys, um, how much of a do you have, like, a set series of things that you want to get out of each day? Like, with Tony, if you're filming for six or seven days, you've got a nice mix of, of the interviews and then following them around to day-to-day life. Um, how much planning goes into pre-production with the, the thread of the storyline that you want to bring out?
1: There is some planning in terms of we, we will have a wish list and we, we have um, an idea of where we'd like the storylines to go, but inevitably, with something like this, there's no point scripting anything because it mm. will go out the window anyway. Yeah. And I think that's great. And never be afraid of that because you have to think in your feet and you have to adapt to it. And and I don't like to interfere too much anyway. Like mm. you said, I think mm. it's always better. As long as finding the right people is key. Mm. So casting is key. And if you know you've got strong characters who've got stories to tell and they're going to be doing something inter- interesting, then really you should be fairly hands-off. Mm. It's just that you want to be there on the day to manage it to make sure you've got enough
0: content to be able to tell your story yeah so so with that then i'm guessing you guys never m- make them retake anything that they've already said
1: now mm. again if we want um t- extra shots you know you need for that sequence yeah. um i'd never put words in their mouths it's always i'd have a chat maybe beforehand about right today we're gonna t- we're gonna do this and you know we'll talk about this this and this and just tell me about it um, and possibly we'd ask them to say it once again, just to get a different angle if we need it. But other than that, we're quite
0: hands off. Mm-hmm. And how, how, how were you with that? Did, was that? did that come quite naturally to you or was it a um, bit... I'm not sure, do
3: you think yes. it yes. did? Yes, Sometimes Absolutely. it did. Sometimes I felt like, oh, what am I doing? I sound <laughs>
0: ridiculous.
3: Yeah, I guess sometimes.
0: So then, generally, you you had a. It sounds like you had a great experience. Would you do something like this again?
3: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and you I, would recommend? Yeah, hundred percent. So I think if you've got an opportunity to be involved in something like that, especially if it's like going to give you a business exposure like that. Yeah. I can, I. Well, I'm so glad I got involved. We've been so lucky. So yeah, yeah.
0: definitely. Amazing. So I just wanted to um, talk about um, your guys' careers. Um, so. Uh, a long question, well, a couple of questions, yeah. just answer what you want. Um, so we've got hopefully some budding um TV professionals here, or at least industry in some way, professionals and uh, wanting to get into the industry. And um, I'd love it if you guys could just explain how you got into TV, why you got into TV, what you love, what you could do without, um, and any advice that you have. Mm, that is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry.
1: Uh, I, <laughs> I actually. I thought I wanted to go into drama, study drama, started as a runner, um, and actually didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. So then I got offered a job as a researcher on an obs doc, um, and loved it, because for me it was real life drama, um, and I really haven't looked back. Um, I love working in the industry, I often describe it as having a really unsuitable boyfriend, Mm Because you know it's not good for you, but you can't walk away. <laughs> <laughs> um, because there are long hours, and if you're young and you have a social life, it can interfere with that. If you're a little bit older and you have a family, it definitely interferes with that. But having said that, it's such a real, it's a real privilege that you get to meet all these different people. Um, and they let you in at sometimes quite pivotal moments in their lives that are emotional or that are quite tough. And you get to meet and go to places that ordinarily maybe you wouldn't normally do. So, um, for me, it's a real joy.
2: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, pretty much what you said. Um, I uh, work experience on to sort of running, um, that was on the Paula Grady Show, and then I became a researcher. and. I enjoyed, well, I enjoy speaking to anyone and everyone sort of thing, mm. um, so it sort of has gone hand in hand to be able to like have a reason to go up to someone on the street and <laughs> talk to them and maybe try and find out a bit too much. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just brilliant. Um, the hours are long and it can be quite, you know, relentless at times. but you've got an end product and mm-hmm. everyone watches it. So yeah. that's really good. Like it's, it's worth it in the end. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So then um I guess if you're looking to get into casting especially you need to be very sociable. <laughs> <It> <laughs> helps. You need to like people. Yeah. Definitely
2: yeah. 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 You need to like people, you need to be enthusiastic and you know, and, and try and fight it like even I can just remember sort of like I'll go about my days, like, before, like, where I am now and sort of go, oh, God, they're really interesting characters and stuff, and then... Try and like take the name and number and that now you've got Facebook which yeah, makes, it makes it a it little easier. Bit easier.
1: My husband often gets quite annoyed me when we go out to have dinner because I'm always listening to the conversations happening behind him and never to him. Yeah and it's, my it's, wife's it's the same it's
0: annoying for other people when you're yeah. old, because you're always on the lookout or you're listening mm. to each other I guess you've got yeah. over well, in casting you do anyway, but y- you have to have a really good memory for these people. If you've spoken to someone and they're not right for something you're working on at the minute, like, do you have like a little black book of people that you're like, they would be great, yeah. not for this. Yeah,
2: exactly, they might be right for something else, mm. but which is, yeah. 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 That's right. Cool.
0: <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna open it up to any questions that you guys might have, so um, feel free to ask away.
4: Yeah. How old do you have to be on either of the shows?
0: She wants to be in it. <laughs> She's oh. <ready>. very interested.
4: <laughs>
0: so
2: um, you need to be 18 and over. There's no there's no upper age limit, but if you watch the series, it's it <laughs> you know 18 to sort of 30 31. It's been yeah. So
1: the same really yeah. because the audience we try to target is 18 to 30. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, we try and keep within that. But sometimes you will come across somebody who's such mm. a great character, maybe they're 35, 35, and then you would. Yeah, you yeah. Know, um, but we tend to try and keep within that
0: for the series. Anyway. Mm. And those, are those, are those um, reflective of your ages that you have in your ratings?
2: Yeah, so um, ITV2 is sort of at 16 to 34, okay. so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah,
1: BBC Wales in particular, were trying to target to more young people, so eighteen to thirty, and then it was also um, we knew we were just going to be broadcast on BBC Three as well, so eighteen mm. to thirty is their demographic. Yeah. So yeah,
0: and what a great way to do it as well, because the, these people are aspirational for Welsh people to watch, um, and and like you were saying earlier, if you get in a really nice mix of those, you know, YouTube and Instagram people, and then people like Tony, who is an entrepreneur, and mm-hmm. yeah, you know, they're all entrepreneurs, but it, they building in a business different in mm. different industries yeah and yeah. um, it's it's a really great thing to be putting forward to that age range definitely yeah.
4: yeah any other questions Um, with Love Island and I guess your show as well being so popular right now and a proper like in the minute thing where do you go when you know you've got another season to produce is it in casting is it a case of going to not we've had this kind of thing before we want to stay away from that or is it a case of just finding people and going you're interesting that there's a market for it, and I get to add on to that,
0: sorry,
4: <laughs> how much do you listen to social media when the show is being played out? If that makes any sense.
0: Great questions. Mm. You want to I sit good. by ear. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: um,
2: what was the first one? <laughs> um, um,
4: I guess, how do you...? The next series. How to, the, yeah, the next, next
2: series. Um, it, it's always really difficult because um you know after series one of love island we would like find the next hannah elizabeth mm. find the next jess um and then series two came around and then we were trying to find the next olivia um buckland and and uh, nathan on that it's re- it's really hard because obviously everyone is unique but you sort of want to try and get the right elements together um it is a lot of pressure um, but you try and get the right mix of people and then hope for the best. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever do, like, um,
4: like, chemistry tests with people, if
2: that makes any sense? Like In terms of, like, dating? Yeah, and, like, testing
4: people, because obviously you don't know how people are going to react when they're in the same room.
2: Well, that that is one of the hard things, because no-one ever meets, so no... None of the islanders will meet each other until they walk into the villa on the first show that you see. So you, yeah, you don't know how they. You sort of get an inkling about you know who mixes with who and that. But yeah, you don't. That's the sort of chance you you take. But you you hope when you're casting it that you've got the right mix of people and you can see that like if someone's a little bit different but they would get on with this certain people mm-hmm. and what's great is that you can look on their you know their instagrams facebook's mm-hmm. and see mm-hmm. see the Lauren, type of people like yeah
0: how do people cast this stuff before instagram
2: yeah. uh f- <laughs> f- f- phone bashing probably,
4: probably just yellow streets, pages walking yeah. the streets <laughs> yeah
2: yeah um and was there social <coughs> media
4: as well that such a impact on yeah you can, you can go online at any time and there's programs playing and just go, oh, they like this, they like that, does
2: that impact how you see the next season? So that, so social media is really, really helpful for us and influential for Love Island when it's going out and because we um, we're constantly casting so someone can apply like, you know, whilst they're watching the show um, it's really interesting to see who people fancy, who people like the look of and, and stuff like that, so we yeah, we use it a lot. And then for, you know, the execs in that when they when they're making the actual programme as well, it's um yeah, it's really important.
4: Yeah.
1: It's a little bit different for Young Wesh, um, because we have Young Wesh and skin then minted and we're now looking at another theme. Mm-hmm. So, um casting it depends on whatever that theme is. Yes. Um, and they have to come under that umbrella, I guess. In terms of social media again it's a bit different really because um the series has already gone out, and again, it's the theme that will determine the kind of um, cast that we need for it
0: and with um for both of you actually um, the the whole Instagram thing and the influencers that I mean that's even pushing through into drama casting now because they know they know it's going to get bums mm-hmm. on seats. Mm. so do you is that something that you're looking at because it's going to get your ratings up? Is that an important part of? How has that changed in the last
2: I don't think when I'm casting I'm sort of looking at whether they will bring the rate obviously like if it's a youtuber they're gonna bring a lot of their followers but will hopefully watch watch the show um, so it, it's just interesting to see how popular someone is mm-hmm. I suppose and like with their Instagram followers and that
1: yeah for me today was more important because mm. we were looking for a Welsh social influencer or somebody who was on YouTube so you, you could tell how many followers they had and ha- had how successful they were because of that and mm. um, it's not always a factor although it does help because it's almost like a free marketing tool for mm. you, especially mm. when you're doing something regional um, that you know that you've already got these followers and you can tap into that yeah. Um but for me, it's it's still more important that that person is
0: a bit good personality and a strong contributor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's even it got into the point now where it helps a film get funded, like a, a fiction yeah. film get funded. If they if they have that, if they don't have a name, then they have maybe an Instagram person who's yeah. got like a hundred k followers. So there's a lot of controversy at the moment in uh, in casting like yeah. that. It's always
2: drama. a bit sort of I guess been the way though, you know, like even in. Theater and that isn't it. Like if you put a celebrity, in yeah, it. someone from X, someone X will go to, and yeah. watch it. Yeah. yeah.
1: The only difference is like with Instagram, it can be quite fake. They only put their best effort. Yeah. So on Instagram, they may have an amazing social media presence, but they may be a little bit disappointing in person. You don't know. You never you say know. It, Lewis said earlier, yeah. got catfished. <laughs> so they don't really do casting. Yeah, there things. is a certain look, isn't there?
2: Well, yeah. We always we always ask, you know, people when they're applying for the show. No filters because we're, we're going to mm. meet you in person. There's so, so. many of the
0: dogs, yeah. like <laughs> constant yeah. dogs.
2: But I mean, like, you know, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because pe- all, all these people that we meet come in with like dating stories about how they've been catfished mm. and yeah.
1: I'm still really traditional. I think you st- if you want to go into casting, you've st- it's still really key to have to meet with that person. Yeah. You can't make a judgment just from somebody's
0: social media presence at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No exactly and so when these guys are coming in for castings do they do they have like a Do they say to you, right? I really want to be famous. I really want to. What what do they want out of like Love Island? Do they are they quite upfront with what they want?
2: Um, We some people are yeah, and it's a question that I I ask. Are you in it? You know, are you in it for love? Are you in it for money? Because it is a game show as well. You know, you've got the money, um, the the prize money at the end. Um, Yeah, love, fame, money. What what are you here for? All of them say love. (laughs)
0: <laughs> of course, of course they do. but is that what what they think you they want you to hear? No, wait. Yeah, that's you the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you're applying to go on a a, a popular reality show, I, I'm I'm sure that you wouldn't go on thinking that you're not going to become semi famous yeah. out of it. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's all down to the interview and the questions mm. you ask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Any other questions? Yeah, oh,
3: yeah people see in previous uh, series and then apply in. like you said if they are telling if you can you tell when they they're putting on an act or, or trying to
0: tell you what you want to hear and also does it matter if they're going to be if they're going to be good on
4: camera do, do you care if they're, if they're putting on front?
2: i think you sort of you can you you get a feeling when someone's putting it on. But then that might be really interesting because if they're putting on, like, this persona or something, maybe they're going to be like that in the villa with, you know, with people and going on a date and maybe they'll get found out. So it can work in your favour maybe mm-hmm. if you have, you know, one or two people who are like that because that's their sort of character. Um, but it's, it's interesting. You can, you know, you... you you tend to, you're able to see who, who's in it for what reason or not. Yeah, yeah.
1: Would you agree with that, Catherine? Yeah, I think so. By now, I think you just have to go with your gut, and it does depend who you're looking for. Obviously, yeah. you don't want every contributor to be like that. You? Exactly. But now and again, it's nice to elect one of those to come
4: yeah. through the net,
1: yeah. because
0: it's going to add to the drama, if yeah. you like, of, yeah. your, of your programme. So with, um, with us being in Wales... Um, and uh, we're all Welsh, um, if you hadn't noticed. Um, <laughs> what advice, Catherine? Because you're still working here. Um, what advice would you give? What sort of avenues? If somebody is just starting out from the get, from the beginning, and they want to work in TV production, are there any avenues that you would really recommend that people look into? I still
1: believe it's it's good to contact so there's lots of independent companies here in
0: cardiff and
1: beyond cardiff so so go in and have a chat with um you know watch television programs and maybe contact the producer of the programmes that you really like and ask if you can go in for a chat first of all because you know we're not scary and we, we want to develop talent so if there's anything that we can do to help so i think that would be the first thing I still think that maybe asking for a little bit of work experience, I mean, that's how I started. I, I think I did quite a lot of work experience in the first year, and then started as a runner. Um, and as I said, I thought I wanted to be a, a drama script writer and it was only when I actually worked in drama that I realised it wasn't for me. Mm. So maybe try a few things first, because maybe you don't want to be a director, maybe you want to go down another roof, maybe you want to go down to be an editor or something. So it's good to get in there and to
0: see what everybody's role entails so that you can work out what mm. suits you really. Yeah. And I think as well when you're first starting out it seems like a minefield mm. There's there's so many terms and and I personally felt like I should know everything right now, and like nobody told me, nobody sat me down and was like, right, this this is this this is this isn't this, this. But you can ask those questions, um, and people are very generous to help. I mean, some people might not be, but y- you know, you will find somebody who is who is willing to help out because we've all been in the same situation. Yeah. Definitely. And and for you, did you? Did you move to London and i start working in TV or...? What yeah,
2: um, so I went to Kingston Uni um, and it was, it, well, basically I filled out the um, BBC work experience form, which I don't know whether anyone's seen, it's like quite long and you've got to do a review on it, or you had to, it's, it's long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I, you know, was sending out emails to various production managers, producers. Production managers are really helpful mm-hmm. to get in touch with, in touch with, um, because they quite often crew up like runners and that. Um, and then one day I went into uni and I said to uh, someone I was in his form group, and I was like, "Do you know anyone that works in TV?" And he said, "Oh yeah, I um, met this." girl in Glastonbury, and she's a production coordinator, and I've got to lift home with her once, I'll put you in touch with her, and that's how I ended yeah. up going, but you have got to be, a li- like, you feel like you're being a bit ballsy, but you're not, because everyone, by and everyone's large, everyone's in. in the same boat, yeah. so, yeah. Probably, yeah,
0: being resourceful as well, mm. if you, even if, it's like, somebody's dad knows somebody who works at the BBC, just ask, they've probably been asked before, yeah. Um, and they're probably going to be helpful. If they can't help you, they'll just, like, usher you on to somebody else and then that person might be able to help you, yeah. so, yeah. yeah.
2: And, and also, I know at ITV, um, they have, like, a talent team, um, production talent team, and there's uh, the ITV Insight um, where you sort of sign up if you want to try and get work experience, um, and there's loads of opportunities there to to go and sort of shadow different teams.
0: Yeah, and I think just going back to uh, what we spoke about earlier with you know what qualities you need in in casting especially, you've just got to be enthusiastic and listen and be present and. Uh, yeah try out different things and see what your thing is and make sure that people know that you want to be there there's nothing worse than having a runner or a work experience person they just don't want to be there like why are you here so and that stuff is recognized and uh, I mean those are the things that you definitely need to be doing Um, And also, don't be disappointed
1: if you can't get to be a researcher and assistant producer straight away. There's nothing wrong with being a runner, first of all. Mm. It's it's so fun. And you learn so much. You you, you work your way up, and actually, I think by the time you get to be a producer, maybe you're a better producer for it. Absolutely. Um, Because you also know how to treat other people because you've been there right at the bottom, is the other thing
0: as well. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And is is that what um, Katrin you did? Was it um, you you were a runner and then an AP and then did yeah so yeah. I started off as a runner and then worked to be a researcher,
1: then AP, then director, and then producer. So kind of working my way up the ladder and learned so much. Really. And as I say, it's it's also about working with other people and and, and not only knowing how to treat your contributors, but also knowing to, how to treat your production crew. Because if you've got a happy crew, then you're going to have happy stuff mm. and good stuff on screen yeah. really.
0: Yeah. Do we have any other questions? No? So, what are you? Um, what are you guys all working on now? If you can divulge. Um. Obviously, you are.
2: So we are getting ready to sort of get our cast together for the new series of Love Island, and then um, yeah, it's a busy month, and we. We sort of go on air at the, around the beginning of June, so, yeah, it's a very, very, very busy month.
0: So goodbye life from June then for me.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Basically,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm currently working on a
1: children's series, series, which is very different from Minted, but um, we are actually in development on another young Welsh land and looking at kind of another territory. looking for that well. And can you say what it is? Not yet, because there are a couple of things in the pipeline, and um,
0: nothing's been confirmed yet. So, um, but hopefully, we will have something else on screen yeah. next year. Do you see that there's more um, filming coming to Wales now? Is there? Have you seen a change in Welsh production in the last few years?
1: Um, I think there are more opportunities for it to be on connect kind of So now, you know, Young Welsh and Skint was originally commissioned by BBC Wales. Um, and then BBC3 liked it, so then they, they showed it on BBC3. Um, and the same happened with um, Minted. And actually, um, BBC3 have taken an option up to show for an additional two months on iPlayer. So I think whereas it used to be you felt if you were making stuff in wales it was only ever going to get seen in wales but now actually that there, there is scope to get it out there yeah. um and obviously you've got online as well so that, that definitely helps i mean there's always been lots of production companies in wales and making lots of good stuff and yeah. i think um there is more of an appetite now as well yeah. to see it's cool to be Welsh again,
0: which is amazing. And mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, never went well away, well,
3: yeah.
0: <laughs> it's always been cool. Yeah. So when you're working on, um, on something as a producer then, at what stage are you in, do you come up with a con- like who comes up with a concept, what's the roadmap for that? In development and then how does it get signed off by the channel or the studio? What is the basic roadmap from coming up with the initial idea and then getting it made? It's quite a long process, actually. Um,
1: when I, w- I used to work for a production company for 13 years, and so I did dip in and out to development then. So um, usually for regionals, so it's BBC Wales and SOC, they will have either a shopping list and a commissioning round, so then you would pitch lots of ideas there, or you just go to them with an idea, and then it goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and then you have to develop it. Sometimes you have to film a taster tape then you have an interview, and then it's a couple of months again before it gets commissioned. Um, so it can be quite a long process. But <coughs> Young Western Skint, um, because I'm now a freelance, that was developed by a production company called Wales & Co. They took it to BBC Wales, and of course off the back of that then, Young Western Minted came from that, so. Oh, there we go.
0: Did we have any
4: other questions? Yeah. Sorry, OK. No, I love it. I remember Live Island when I was a kid, I remember we with Bianca Gascoigne and Callum Best.
2: Yeah. So yeah. Celebrity Love Island. Yeah. That was it. Ones. Yeah.
4: I remember watching it like on holiday when I was like six and being like, what's this? <laughs> anyway, so obviously with there's like such a resurgence in like reboots and like bringing programs back. Is there anything that you would like to kind of get your hands on and go, this has got a market for it right now? It's kind of like a Ooh. future question, I guess.
2: What would I like to see yeah, brought or, back?
4: Like, yeah. Or yeah, I guess.
0: There is a lot of that stuff, like Crystal Maze of Richard, Richard mm-hmm. what's his name? Are you yes. Yeah, um. Yeah. <laughs> You've yeah.
2: You stumped me. I just trying to what think. What would it. you like to see brought back? <laughs> well,
4: I remember this programme. Picked- she already has her answer ready. <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs>
0: I want you to make this.
4: <laughs> I did my dissertation about reality TV when I was in dance school, of all things. <laughs> and I remember watching this programme for my research called The Mole. it's like a really like it's kind of like imagine um the amazing race meets um like oh what's that deal or no deal yeah people go on this like round the world trip holiday and someone's going to try and sabotage it and then they get to the end and every week they have to vote on who they think the sabotage like the saboteur is and then if they get to the end, they win the money.
2: Ah, wow! That was a really great program. That oh, was good. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching a program, and I, I don't know what it's called. Um, it, it was. I'm sure it was made for S4C, and it was. Um, it was about blagging. So two people would be dropped anywhere in the world, and they'd have to blag their way back to the UK.
1: I was like, 100, yeah, 100, yeah, yeah. Um, there was the dice.
0: Something with like dice. <laughs> yeah. Thing. Um,
2: but it was sort of like a travel... That's yeah um, yeah.
0: yeah, I'm loving all of this, like, reminiscent stuff that, that's coming mm-hmm. back now. Because it is, like, generational, because it reminds me so much of being, like, whatever age and having a Saturday night TV. I, I feed into all that stuff so much anyway, but... Is there any, I mean, have you always worked in TV? Obviously you were saying that you tried out drama. We were speaking earlier a little bit about musical theatre. Have you tried any other casting in any other sector?
2: No, no it's just been purely TV casting, yeah. Would you yeah. Would
0: you like to? Um, I,
2: well, from what I, I know, I think it's a different kettle of fish mm. altogether. Be interesting to do, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were saying that eight, it's different because you're just dealing with the real people, with people, lovely people like Tony, and you're direct with them and there's no middleman, but it's different with I suppose it's days.
2: really different, yeah, with like, you know, when you're casting for a, for a TV show, like a film, a TV drama rather, it's a different sort of casting, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Cool. So if there's no other questions… I have questions. Yes, please. i do wondering how… Adventurous, do you think the
1: people who the, the people green light series when mm. come up something new?
2: I think it's all difficult to find for someone to commit to the first. go, yeah, let's try this new thing.
0: So, how, how do you think people are, are they quite adventurous? Mm.
2: I, I th- well, in terms of like channeling it's is, is the it yeah. challenge to come up with something new because I think it's, it's always safe to go with what the audience clearly likes and you know, Love Island's success and so on. It must be difficult to then do the next thing when, oh, this is working, let's stay with this. Yeah, I, I uh, recently worked on a show called Survival of the Fittest, which was on ITV2. So that was sort of from the makers of Love Island and that. Um, and it, it was fun, and I think it was well-received. I mean, people are sort of comparing it to the, the viewing figures that Series 3 of Love Island got. But, yeah, I think, you know, if... If there's a great idea and a great format, people, there will be the, a, a channel who want to do it. So it sort of evolves, it's the, each new thing is just like that, but a bit more like yeah, Yeah. Do you
0: ever have a situation where you have a, an idea of a concept for a show? Um, do they sign it off? before or after you find the people, Are they ever say, right, okay, this is great, but you need to be able to find the people, like on Young, Welsh and Pretty Minted. I love the concept, but we need to find those people that are actually going to sell and people want to buy into their stories to like follow mm. it as a series.
2: When, um, when... Uh, the guys at iTV studios were developing Survival of the Fittest and I know like we made a, a taster tape so you would get the sort of um the type of contributors that you you'd, you'd want to cast the show and then make a little bit of a sizzle yeah yeah
1: and um, for us that was exactly the same so Young Watch and Skint it had a taster tape and then for Young Watch and Minted we'd already found examples of the type of contributors so yeah I think I don't think a commissioner, commissioning editor would commission anything without having some sort of idea of the type of casting right. that you would, you would be prepared to, to do and what you'd hope to get, basically. Yeah. So
2: I suppose, I mean, I don't, I don't work in, in development and haven't really, but um, I suppose if you're going to a commissioner with an idea um, and you want to prove to them that you can find those types of people, with, you know, to sort of make your idea work
1: it always has to have them yeah on the a yeah. taste degree to be able to convince them because it's never as
0: um, impressive on paper basically yeah. yeah for them to actually believe in you how how are those meetings with commissioners it, like how, how how much stuff do they see
2: I, I don't deal with them. So. <laughs> um, well, actually, I'll, I'll sit in the network pitch to to pitch our contributors, our cast for, for the show, um, and, and that's about it for yeah. me.
0: Yeah. It,
1: the first time, obviously, it was quite scary, but I th- I've done it quite a few times now, and obviously, because of S.W.C. and we're in Weirs, I'm quite familiar with the commissioning editors there, and also they would be the same people who will come and watch of rough cuts of your first programmes as well, so I'm quite lucky now I've got quite a good relationship with them. Um, Wales and Co have got a really good relationship with BBC Wales because they've done quite a lot, mm. so it's not that daunting, they're real people at the end of the day yeah. like guess, and you just need to have that conversation with them. Sometimes though it does take a lot more work to be to convince them that this idea is going to take off, um, some are willing to take a risk more than others as yeah, well. Yeah,
0: I guess it um, This is a question for all of you guys, because you work ridiculous hours as well, Tony, especially after this age. How do you deal with the pressures, especially when you're first getting into tally, and it is, it's competitive, it is, and you feel it, and you want to, I mean, people who go into this industry are generally very hungry anyway, and want to do well, and they have a real passion for the industry, which is, you know, it's it's amazing. how how do you cope with those hours, um, and do you have any tips with overcoming sometimes how overwhelming it can seem at the beginning?
2: I think if you're working with a really strong team, and you know you you're spending hours w- with them, aren't they? they yeah. They've got to you've got to sort of they've got to be your friends as well, and you've got to look out mm-hmm. for each other.
1: You've got to have fun at the end. Yeah. There, otherwise yeah. there's just no point doing it. Um and like I said, we yes, it's long hours, but we're really privileged because mm. it is a lot of fun. You're usually working with people that you can have a laugh with. Um and that's really important I think. So yeah, finding the balance is difficult. I mean I've got two children now and that's when I found it, it's it's quite yeah. difficult. Um but obviously, equally, the young people who find it difficult because it interferes with their social life. Because when you're on a production, for instance, when you are going to be mm. away for nine, you will not have no social no. life. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, but it's all on a thing as well. It's not like it's not constantly like that.
0: Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're getting something good at the end. Of yeah. It, isn't it? Yeah. all so. oh, this. I mean, that thing of having a thing at the end of it that you yeah, can it's actually your end product, <laughs> yeah, trained product, isn't it? But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I first started, I was literally taking my laptop to pubs because I n- needed my social life <laughs> and I also needed to constantly work. Um, <laughs> so uh, I was always known as the person in the pub <laughs> in Ealing, around the corner from Ealing Studios, just like with my little laptop out oh, no well. What about you with having a business? How do you cope? Um,
3: same really. I just, the one thing I found is you realise who your real friends are. Because yeah. there's things like that you miss. So I miss like a lot of birthdays and mm-hmm. like i've missed weddings like i missed my best friend's hen party because i was like i physically can't close because there was only two of us at the time but and i think that's the most important thing keep those friends who stand by you close because you will need that like i've had many breakdowns and and just to trust your body like when you get really tired you know don't you just think yeah. i'm either gonna die or you just need to sleep for a few hours and yeah. that was it really like just plus i like i like worrying because it makes me work so much harder. <laughs> honestly, like sometimes I wake up and I think the business could fail today. Right, that's it. I'm going to work so hard. And then, like, as as I do my best work, honestly, I do my best work when I'm worried. So I like that feeling, which is a bit weird, isn't it? Uh,
0: there was uh, I was listening to a podcast actually when I was driving down this morning, and I think it was Louis Theroux on. He was being interviewed by what's his name Buxton, and then. Um, they were saying that um, people are always at their best when they're working to a deadline and they don't have just quite enough time yeah. to finish mm-hmm. everything. So um, I mean, th- those stresses are, uh, are crazy, but they do push you to do something and sometimes yeah. it can be amazing. So yeah, like two weeks ago, I
3: we wanted to start a new website and I purposely gave myself three days to make all the stock, launch the website, set up all the social media accounts i with my sister and we did it but we worked like 20 hour days oh my God. and we ate the worst junk food you can imagine but we managed mm-hmm. to do it and we launched so yeah I, th- I like giving myself like a deadline and worrying and yeah. it really makes us yeah yeah, I love it. It. yeah and then when it works you're like I cannot believe that
0: worked <laughs> so yeah so um so with banter cards now mm-hmm. um You've just started uh, banter Gifts. Yeah. What, so, what are your plans for the next few years, say? Oh, do you know what we spoke about this,
3: didn't we? I never really have a plan. I, I know that's really bad, and that's probably not good business advice at all. <laughs> so I'll wake up maybe one day and I will think I just want to start banter Gifts. That's exactly what happened. I woke up one day and I thought I want to start this, but we don't have. We didn't really have the money to buy all the printing equipment, so we just use a fulfillment company, set it all up within the three days, and that was it. So Smart. my plan is just to carry on going, invest as much money as we can in stock and staff and just enjoy it. Yeah. Just keep yeah. going. Yeah. And employ as many of my friends as I can cause that's what I'm doing <laughs> at the minute. I'm saving them from the jobs they hate. So, oh, that's so, so, nice. that's the this. so yeah. Oh my God. And we've just booked our first, um, team holiday to Magaloo <laughs> yeah. a so, yeah. Yeah. so excited. Uh, yeah. it be just completely yeah. bantered out in all of the show. Show. So we've spent like three years working nearly every single day, so now it's our first real holiday, so, so we're going to so all nice. go together. So.
0: Amazing. I'm going to take
3: three of my best friends too. They're kinda
0: then they're not working with you No, we just,
3: just pay for their flights and then we're just going to get a villa out there and
0: I love it business nice. expenses go into the right things <laughs> yeah
3: I think my accountant thought I was absolutely nuts he's like I'm going to take the guys on holiday he's like oh where are you going I was like we're going go to go he's like a staff holiday. I was like, it is, it's fine. He's like,
0: if you want to, that's fine. It's very on brand, i got to say. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a much holiday. I can't wait. i loads of towels, the band's cards towels. So. Yeah, love it. Can't wait. Do yeah. you, do you um, is that, obviously that's like a really great like team bonding thing, and, and with you guys, you're working in a really intense environment with your pr- production and your staff. Um, is there anything that you do to avoid burnout I think a a lot of people that I know that have worked in film is back to now, actually, the entertainment union. They've just brought in a new, well, they have a new initiative, which is called Eyes Wide Shirts, which is about people doing crazy hours and then driving home from set and, mm. like, some someone died on some oh, yeah. set somewhere. That's very vague of me, but it's true. <laughs> um, so is there anything that you do, especially with the young guys that come in, to keep an eye on that and make sure that you are giving them the breaks that they need?
2: Yeah, I think, um, I, sort of, my team, we all look out for each other and, you know, it's you've got to be healthy to be able to work at the end of the day so your brain
3: just doesn't work after a certain no it
2: doesn't and then you become you're not productive are you so yeah, yeah it's sort of looking out it's being a good manager isn't it and yeah, looking it out is. for your team
1: and at the end of the day it is only TV mm. it's not life and death stuff even though we do feel like that sometimes yeah. because you invest your whole self into it and you want it to be good but at the end of the day you have to get a bit of perspective I think and you know um, it
0: is only TV series yeah yeah Oh, my God, that's so true. People forget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, we've got five minutes left, um, and I just want to see if anybody else had any more questions for us. No? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more um, change in
2: reality TV in the last few years. Like, you, If you go back ten years, reality TV was quite clear of it being reality, like Big Brother and um, the original celebrity Love Eye. I- yeah. The newer stuff coming in, like Hunted, is a lot... The lines are a lot more blurred. Yeah. How constructed is that? Or how much is that left? Do you know what I mean? How yeah. How is that out <coughs> of play, or how much are they having to... I mean, guide I guide people down a path to make it happen. Yeah, Ooh. I suppose it. It sort of depends what, like, what show it is. I can't speak. For yeah, hunted was the one that came to my mind. Yeah, but, there's definitely but I suppose like else. you know, you've got like you made in Chelseas. You're mm. the only way is Essex. Mm. They're all, you know, they they are classes like structured reality. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I suppose but that's good, right? To be mm. sort of different. I mean, it's it, quite it a fresh attitude to
1: say with Celebrity of Ireland that mm. you know that it isn't scripted. Yeah. because quite a lot of reality TV is. And sometimes that's quite disappointing to the audience, yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, because I remember when, you know, because Big Brother mm. tends to be quite scripted. Mm. And I remember a lot of my friends were devastated when they heard yeah. that. mine was real. Mm. So the fact that Celebrity Island is very organic, I think is really reassuring. Really mm. Because yeah. it's less patronising for, yeah.
0: for the audience that way Just as well. more authentic and mm. you, you can feed, you empathise more with the characters. You, you feel, I don't know, you just feel much more immersed in the situation. It's like stuff like t- TOWIE, like the constructive reality things. Even though they are being themselves, they've been put into those situations. Uh, I'm not in them at all. Like, I watch them, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. But, like, they, you know, it doesn't feel as... Yeah, it's funny,
2: though, isn't it? In a way. I suppose if you're not... Um you know, if if you're not saying that it is organic and it's like the opposite to what you're saying it is, then maybe you wouldn't watch it, would you? Because you don't agree with it. Because it's misleading, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Towie. Mm, I do, oh, I'm the yeah.
3: worst, I love them all. And I watch the F- Street. Me too, yeah.
0: EastEnders, <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it all. <laughs> I love, I love where you're comparing all of this stuff and then, East standards, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Same situation They're, they're real people. You know? they're they're so real. <laughs> it's storytelling at the end of the day. Yeah. And that's yeah. what we're all in the business of
3: doing, isn't yeah, it? So exactly. whichever. I have a question oh. for you, Liam, because I'm yeah. I was so excited to meet you earlier, wasn't I? <laughs> um do you know, so when the show is playing out, is, have you got plans for what's going to happen every single day and do you think sometimes, oh, let's not do that now, like the postcard thing? So,
2: um, the the sort of execs will have, like on any show you have some sort of forward, forward planning and maybe you'll have a point uh, in the series where you, so, for example, Casa Remold, like, we knew that was going to happen because obviously we had to, like, hire out another villa and stuff, and then we'd have a cast ready to go into that. Um, so you'll have, like, points within the series that you want to get to.
3: Do you get um, any ideas from social media, like what someone posts, like, do you should do this? Do you ever take them? Uh,
2: yeah, um, yeah, we're reactive to to social media, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah. I think, And that's been a big thing about Love Island, is the fact that a lot of stuff is like pushed and played out. So there's an yeah. amazing social media team um, who, yeah, who sort of feed back and, and stuff like that. So yeah, we're, we're reactive to the viewers, which I think is part of the hall and the draw. Window. Yeah,
0: so good that you've got that. Yeah. Uh, what, what, where do you guys draw the line on sh- what you show? Because they're, they're they're quite raunchy, aren't they? Mind, so um, <laughs> so like Big bro- like going back to Big Brother, like that would show. Oh God, terrible memories. But like it would show. We never so on on
2: our show. You you never. I think that's what sort of the beauty of the show is that stuff is implied a lot of the time like you'll never see it but you'll see like the bottle of water fall off the side of the the, the bed table and that, um, and yeah, that's up to the execs and that what they want, want to yeah. show Yeah, I
0: feel like it's just the right amount. Yeah, well. I think it is. People it's all
2: tongue in cheek, isn't
0: yeah, it? Yeah, exactly, and like it, that also feeds into the voiceover as well. Like yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, he's so funny. He's brilliant. Yeah, you never really see anyone really drunk on there either,
3: do you? Like you know on like jolly Shaw when they mm. just yeah. Blessed. You never really see that on there. So do they not drink very much? Or?
2: No, no, they don't. It's um, it's limited because I think it's important that on lots of shows because you know I've worked on like take me out and take me out the gossip and we when the, when they came to Fernando's we we'd always be <laughs> I
3: love that you worked on that as so good <laughs> yeah we,
2: you know we. I, I always say to a contributor, what you know, when the cameras are rolling they're gonna record everything. So I'd never want you to be in a situation where you wake up the next morning and regret everything you did because you drank mm. too much. So And
1: that's the thing as well when, when you're casting, you will always have a due to care yeah. to your contributors, um, before during and after you yeah. don't you? Yeah. So People tend to think that you're out there, you want to make them look stupid. A number of times people said to me, Please don't make me look like a dick. Yeah. We don't want to make you look like a dick. Mm. We want to get good T V, but we also want we we want there is there
0: is a responsibility, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
2: most definitely. There's been so
0: many examples of people coming out of shows and they have been like a victim of bat they've probably been doing it to themselves as well, but like you know, it can really ruin somebody's Mm. you know. Life thereafter, but it's great that you you have such an important duty of care.
2: Yeah, yeah, that they're hands it's very important. Through yeah. that's
0: mm. So, that's just about wraps it up. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you, um, everyone on the panel today. Thank you. Um, I've definitely enjoyed it, and I cannot wait for the next series that you guys do to come out. Um, so, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you.